0: Access Netflix, Prime Video, live TV, and more with the Xfinity X1 voice remote. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll enjoy Xfinity X1, which gives you access to your favorite streaming apps like Netflix, YouTube, and Prime Video. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Good morning. There we are. Yeah. What's happening? It's uh, Gut Check Project here, episode number 17, Little Tardy to the Mic, because we've been gone for a week, and then we were gone before that.
1: I miss the music. I do, too. I just realized, yeah, because we had 4th of July, and then uh, we had um, some uh, other business appointments that we couldn't make, so we are back, and I'm excited. And I'm excited for today's show. I think it's going to be one of those fun ones. I think it's going to be a lifestyle show. To fit with Spoonie, Chef Patrick, we got ourselves Chef Brandon coming on today. We do.
0: We've got Chef Brandon Brown headed on to join us here on the Gut Check Project, and this is the Gut Check Project. Be sure to like and share. We're going to touch on that here in just a moment. If you happen to be new, just know that we are up to over 1,000 audio downloads a week.
1: Did you know that? I did not know that.
0: I don't don't know 1,000 people.
1: So, well... My mom downloaded 800 of those. Oh, so, yeah. That's so sweet she her. she made separate accounts and so she spends all her time making separate accounts and downloading. <laughs> yeah. She does all my uh, all my online physician reviews also. I've got quite a few of those, but it takes her a lot of time to make all those fake accounts. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is sweet.
0: And it's really funny because, you know, when uh, you and I are both fans of Joe Rogan, he talks a lot about how he never thought his YouTube would ever end up kind of taking off. He just kind of played around with it. You look at our YouTube views, it's kind of low. But you look at the audio downloads, we begin to just pick up a little bit more steam there. And I guess that's where we're getting shared. So like and share. And if you do so, you will qualify to earn a free complimentary signature package from Dr. Brown, which includes a month supply of Autron Teal and a month's supply of KBMD CBD oil.
1: I need to get my oil out there. It's in my bag over
0: there. We must have given some away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need to be giving it away. Um, really kind of exciting with the whole process, how this is growing. We know that this is a, you know, it's a, it's a working process. We're excited that we're doing this. Um, For everybody that's listening out there for our thousand downloads, you know what we really need? We need somebody that can cut down these episodes like Joe Rogan does. And that's how he ended up getting uh, so many subscribers and stuff is because he does these micro things. So like, if you want to hear about, let's cut up this YouTube video where Brandon talks about, you know, how he lost, 100 pounds and yeah. this is how he did it that's what you want to do we get that you have to take stuff in bites i think that a two-hour show is um it's it's awesome like i personally like the long format i listen to tim Ferriss. right i listen to joe rogan i like to go on long walks when i have the time wake up super early and just throw the headphones on walk to a starbucks grab a coffee take my polyphenols in come back and do that And i can listen to a long one but i can totally understand how people um really just want to take things in bites and get what they want and so we need a little help with that because you're still a CRNA. I'm still a gastroenterologist. We still do Teal. We have KBMD CBD oil. We've got our member box.
0: We've got a, a little, little research. Stuff.
1: Yeah, a little research. Yeah, just just a
0: little bit of this and that. And we both have families, so you know you've got to do you got to do all of those things
1: all together. Speaking of families, man, let's get caught up on everything with that because it's been two weeks. You had a trip. Yeah,
0: man, we went to Colorado. So and if you are familiar with living in Texas, it's hot. It's hot in uh, in the summertime. So we we went to Colorado. We ended up doing some mountain biking up there. The high temperature in Breckenridge got around 77, 78. was beautiful. And so much snow this last season for Breckenridge that the snow melt coming down is still happening. I think the most recent snow was two and a half or three weeks ago. So we could only go up the mountain about one third of what we wanted to do because there's still that, that much nuts. snow and water. Yeah, And the
1: only reason why that I completely agree with that is because when you and I went to Utah and yeah. we had that whiteout nuts and it was, I mean, the powder was nuts. Where we lost you? That- <laughs> I, I, I
0: lost Ken about 10 feet from me. I couldn't see him.
1: It totally, like that, like now I realize why there's still snow on these mountains, because it was insane. This ski season, everybody talked about it, like it was just one of the most powder-filled things. Yeah. You couldn't even mountain bike, because there's still snow in July.
0: Every one of the aqueducts and the waterways around the town of Breckenridge was raging. Like, it's not just trickling because <laughs> the water's coming down. I mean, it's it's like rapids in the city.
1: What does that do? You know how people do uh, whitewater rafting? Huh? I mean, how does that affect that? It's a good question. I mean,
0: some people say that when it's lower, then you intersect more of the boulders down below, so you get thrust up more, but uh, actually, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law went on a uh, whitewater rafting trip while we were mountain biking, oh, cool. and they saw a boat filled with a bunch of firemen be tossed up in the air and flipped right out. No, Yeah, and they had to go <laughs> down the river and be caught and fished back out. And, I mean, they all did, They did fine, but... Uh, I think if I understand correctly, you just go up higher and you're just intersecting new rocks.
1: Are you going faster?
0: Probably. I think they were scheduled to have like a five hour trip and they did it in about 48 minutes. <laughs> Something like that.
1: <laughs> I know they were back a lot faster than they thought they were going to be. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> did the boys like it? Did the boys like the mountain biking and all that?
0: Loved it. In fact, I, uh, Mac even admitted he was kind of surprised how much he enjoyed it. So, uh, but I mean, it's, it's fun. You, you, you. You're doing a bunch of switchback turns, and you're learning how to navigate going downhill. You gain speed rather quickly. Uh, Gage even lost control of his back brake there for a little bit, so that was kind of interesting. He launched himself off his bike, but he's such a good athlete; he's like, hey, you know, survived. (laughs) But it was it was a lot of fun. I watch a a little bit
1: of Red Bull series mountain biking Mm -hmm. where they just like go down mountain like actual like straight up mountains and fly off cliffs and stuff. And I'm like, I'm gonna. I'm going to never do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. We, I'm not going to do that either. There is absolutely no way I'm going to engage in launching myself through the air like that.
1: Zero launching. So this is awesome. I don't think this is the first time that we have not opened with, well, Gage had a tournament. Mac had a tournament. Yeah, they, that's right. Yeah, you guys, you guys actually did something different. We We did do something different. The Brown family did not
0: no <laughs> <laughs> let me guess tennis yes
1: tennis. Okay. yeah i stayed and worked and there's been several there's been two tournaments both kids in fact both kids right now are playing clay court nationals Yeah, it's amazing in florida yeah super proud of both of them um there is lucas is doing well this is six this is 16 so basically 17 and under so it's 16 mm-hmm. and lucas is uh in the round of 16 he has not lost yet. Him and his doubles partner are also winning, so they're doing well. Carla, unfortunately, um, lost yesterday, so she's out, but we're proud of her with that. But it was funny, because I was talking to Carla last night, and what was really cute is that they they understand about this show now. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, that's a good question, because they know I stress out the night before. I'm like, what are we going to talk about to cover this time? <laughs> she goes, hey, how about like when Lucas was playing whatever tournament he was in, the the weekend before. Sure. And I had Carla with me alone. We were in the pool. Uh, Yeah, so Loida and Lucas did a week-long tournament, flew in Thursday night, and flew out Friday morning. This is the kind of stuff they're doing now. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. But um, Carla and I were in the pool, and we started looking around, and I realized that I'm working hard, and family's gone, and the yard is chaotic. So basically there's just... Not a whole lot of landscaping going on, (laughs) (laughs) no. but it got Carla and I talking and it looked good. Like, so in other words, weeds are growing, but they've got beautiful, like color. They're adding color. They're doing stuff. And so Carla's just like, why do we get rid of those? Yeah, I don't know. It got, it totally got me thinking where, you know, when you hire certain companies, they come out and they spray poison. True. Poison so we know that glyphosate is a carcinogen Mm -hmm. and we know that different companies will spray things to get rid of fast growing plants aka weeds Mm -hmm. so um, we're spraying poison to get rid of what she looked and saw beauty right and it got me thinking I was like well wait a minute what is a weed why do we call them weeds why do we want to get rid of them what's the deal are we missing the beauty in this. Are we allowing all this? So she brought that up yeah. to me last night. I'm on the phone saying saying good night to her. It's an hour ahead in Florida, and she goes, "Why don't you talk about the about you and I sitting in the pool?" So what we do is, um, she throws. We just throw a football back and forth to each other in the pool because that's the service motion. And so her coach um, bought both kids footballs.
0: Oh, nice.
1: A little heavier, smaller football so that they can get used to throwing. Right. So we're just sitting there throwing, and I'm like catching balls with my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, and just throwing and just loving life. And we just got into this whole rant about weeds. What is a weed? Why is this? Look at that pretty one over there. Because my yard, um, especially where it's supposed to be landscaped with flowers and stuff like that, there's just really big and really interesting weeds. And then if you start going to Colorado and you go for a hike and you look at stuff, there's a lot of beautiful weeds out there. That people would call weeds if they were growing in their garden. Yeah. But it's just beautiful.
0: It's just normal.
1: It's just normal. So, for her, and I'll make her listen to this part, I took the liberty of looking up this morning, what exactly is a weed? Oh, let's find out. Yes. So, as it turns out, there are some characteristics. They tend to produce lots of seeds, sometimes tens of thousands of seeds per plant. Okay. Their seeds can sometimes survive for a very long time in the soil and go dormant. Mm, That Hmm. sounds like a probiotic that we kind of like, called Megaspore. Megaspore. So they can go dormant and then emerge when it's time. Mm -hmm. They're able to establish themselves quickly, and they have mechanisms that enable them to spread very easily. And they can grow in very inhospitable environments. And you always see that... um, uh, I guess it's Instagram or one of those Reddits or something where somebody always <laughs> shows a rose that you know needs like proper temperature and perfect soil thing, and then there's always some dandelion growing straight out of the cement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like bring it. Let's I'm do still, this. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah. So then I got to thinking. I'm like, weeds are
0: cool. Yeah, they are cool. It, really, why do we do that? And actually, in in the uh, urban sprawl areas of of Texas, it seems. Like it's a little archaic how much time we dedicate and fossil fuels and resources and poisons, like you said, that we apply to yards. Look what we do with water. We run out of water in Texas every other year, and we're just watering this fruitless
1: crop. So there is a Freakonom- the Freakonomics podcast. Yeah, They get some pretty cool stuff. It's a very high-end produced podcast that's whatever. Um, they did a whole episode on why are we obsessed with yards. And the and the environmental damage that it's doing because we're obsessed with yards so much so that people move to Arizona because they have allergies I just got done doing my allergy um, I'm on allergy shots yeah and they they do the little things to see what you're allergic to right and I'm markedly improved thank you dr Bates for helping me out with this one dr Rosemary Bates is my um, allergist for this and um what we found is that, that there's there's still grasses that I'm still allergic to. Okay. And so many people are allergic to grasses that they actually have to move from a different state to someplace else. Sure. And then people moved in mass to Arizona to get away from that. Uh-huh. And then people started figuring out how to grow grass in Arizona. I don't think it belongs there. It doesn't. It's, it's hard to grow and it requires a lot of water and it requires a lot of maintenance. Tough. Why are we doing this? I don't really know.
0: And it's also kind of strange here, especially in the northern Dallas area, when they, or even north Fort Worth now, they'll come in and put in a new uh, development where they're going to build a bunch of houses. They're, and they, they all kind of look the same, and each each neighborhood keeps going up. And you'll see, you'll remember in a field, kind of like the, one, the picture that's behind your head there, where uh, there may have been a couple of trees, or there was a natural grass scape They'll come in with their dozers knock.
1: You know, I've never really looked at that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always, I see it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Behind me is just nice and green. Oh no, no. You, you actually have a green screen. Chef Patrick's always putting some cool thing. Sometimes it's like dancing people or, you you know, (laughs) I talked to Chef Patrick about that last week and he's like, I'm not doing any of that. Are you sure you're not having a stroke?
2: (laughs) I I don't remember that in any of his episodes. You shouldn't have stopped at McDonald's. Dr. Brown.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not good for you, but you'll see the, you'll see them come through and Patrick, you'll notice this. They'll come through. Through and uh, they'll they'll knock down trees only to come in and plant grasses and trees that weren't naturally occurring here, and they require water, and they require us to go and get uh, not natural fertilizer and other poisons to kill the weeds that were
1: there in the first place. And I it mean, doesn't
0: make much sense.
1: That's a, you know that gets into the whole Joe Rogan thing on that Bob Lazar episode that we talked about a few a few episodes back. Yeah, where he said, you know, what doesn't make sense is that we as humans decimate an area congregate and pack ourselves into it think of manhattan for instance yeah. the only greenery you have right there is central park mm-hmm. other than that it's all of us just sprawled everywhere mm-hmm. and he was commenting on it when he was driving in la we just uh you know we worked with uh, i worked with a new crna yesterday um who was helping out and she had moved from dallas to la mm-hmm. and experienced la traffic and went oh my God, screw this shit, I'm out of here. Right. And then went to San Diego and then went, oh my God, this is way too expensive. <laughs> and then <laughs> came back to Dallas.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's expensive to go to, uh, to a place like that. Well, I mean, there's, there's tons of reasons why it's expensive there. but
1: So there was, I just read an article recently where they did satellite pictures of Earth and they showed where we could put more trees. Uh-huh. And we can plant hundreds of millions of trees which would correct the greenhouse effect that's going on and global warming and all that. Like we could fix it just by putting in trees where there's open fields. But the problem is somebody owns it. Some developers probably looking at it going, I can put a neighborhood there. That's interesting. A zero lot neighborhood at that.
0: Sure. That, that, that is a little interesting though. But I do think and if this study I saw several years ago, if I'm recalling it correctly, we actually have more trees available on earth now than we did a hundred years ago. The problem is, is that we, it's uh we're we're outpacing what the trees can correct by what it is that we're doing that's producing what they think that uh, trees could correct with CO two emissions et cetera. So and
1: and, and methane. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> and methane. And methane. So I mean, we could do we could do several things here. We could so as a as a community, as we do this, we can plant a million trees, mm-hmm. or we can all take our teal. Yeah. And decrease the methane production. So Atron which is my baby, um, you can go to lovemytummy.com slash Spoonie, S-P-O-O-N-Y to get a huge discount. But the re- one of the reasons why I'm really passionate about this, mm-hmm. we developed this because one of the ingredients in here, Cabracho, was used to decrease methane emissions from cattle. Right. So it was actually studied in cattle for the greenhouse effect and I don't want anybody listening to this show contributing to the greenhouse effect by emitting methane gas.
0: One bottle of Autron Teal is like planting tin trees.
1: <sighs> I think that's one of the most profound statements I've ever heard. It's not true, but not sure sure I like saying it's it. It's true. <laughs> so save the environment. Save the planet. Save yourself. Stop methane production. Go to lovemytummy.com slash spoonie. It's like planting 10 trees. If you don't have enough trees on your lot, have some odron Teal. It's just the same thing. Yeah. And the next time your spouse passes some gas, just look at them and go, are you not thinking about the environment? Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of environment, you sent me a really cool thing that I wanted to get into. Um, very passionate about overall health and right. we're still dealing with an opioid crisis. Yep. Tell me about that article that you sent me.
0: So from the Washington Post, essentially what they were able to do, the DEA tracks where all scheduled drugs are dispensed and scheduled drugs are, of course, your not just, uh, not just prescription, but things that require a little bit more, uh, writing in layman's terms, like, uh, any opioids or benzos, et cetera. So they basically mapped out all of the opioids that had been dispensed throughout all of the 50 states. And then I believe it's done by county. County by county, they basically were able to uh, put a ratio. How many pills per uh, citizen in each county are being dispensed on average? And what, I mean, it just really stood out that uh, they used a bunch of different shading on there to show where the intense areas were, but uh, specifically... And I believe it's West Virginia and the hills of Kentucky. I mean, it's, it's blood red. If you're using the scale of white, pink, a little bit red and, and dark, it's, it's really, it's kind of out of control there. But what also didn't look like it was as bad. There's a small town here in Texas, uh, young County, uh, which is where Graham is. They weren't as dark as that, but they still were 88 pills per
1: person. 88 pills per year per person, 88 pills. Do you know?
0: Oh, I believe it was per, no, no. Uh, I don't want to Regardless, remember.
1: I haven't had one opioid in my entire life. Right. I don't think you have either. Um, I went through medical school being taught that opioids were safe. Sure. Now we know it's one of the biggest health crises that we're dealing with, and nobody's really being held accountable for it. Right. So that just brings up, Mm -hmm. we have to find a solution for this. The solution could be a lot of different things. That's why I got so passionate about CBD. Do you know that I got one of my patients who's been on opioids for 40 years completely off her opioids by converting her to CBD, the KBMD CBD?
0: Yeah, we've talked about that uh, in in the past. And I don't it's kind of it's it's kind of crazy because it's easy and the FDA permits you to talk about uh, pain alleviation with an opioid and its application. And yeah, you can go ahead, and you can even throw in there that there's a uh, there's a warning. You need to be careful that you don't become addicted. So you can even talk about all the bad facets that go along with having this opioid. And they still say it's okay for it to be prescribed, et cetera. Never mind the fact that uh, uh, that uh, you know propofol, for instance. I think there's fewer than twenty recorded deaths outside of a hospital setting. Tw- less than twenty. That's not very many. That includes Michael Jackson. However you can go to a couple of counties in Florida and you'll find over a hundred in a year from simply just fentanyl patches that doesn't even include all of the other delivery systems of fentanyl.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, one of the first shows, chef Patrick talked about how they, they were checking the mollusks. What was that chef that so in, in Puget, sound, yeah. Puget sound? Yeah.
2: So there, there's so many opioids in, uh, in the fish and shellfish off of, uh, uh, the coast of seattle that most of it's inedible and uh there there are health warnings if you fish out there because the opioids um well we're dumping them down the toilets and then it comes out of your body through well you know fecal and you know other materials that come out of your body but um our water treatment centers are not designed to filter that out it's just uh, biological organisms right so it just it goes right out into the bay.
1: There was, there and was a news. It's
2: recycled, so to speak.
1: Yeah, there was a news article yesterday that I don't know if it's. I didn't look into it. I just I was walking by. I was at the gym and I was walking by, and they were talking about people. Of do not flush your methamphetamines down the toilet, please. <laughs> do not flush because then they showed pictures oh. of meth alligators and i'm like yeah, this has to be an urban myth eyes. but what i think is awesome we all know that that i mean it's kind of they can get really amped up and do some crazy things but we know that meth really destroys your teeth so they'll just come up and lovingly gum you I'm <laughs> it's just, a meth alligator
0: all i'm saying is if i come home and i find that there's a pair of alligators stripping the copper out of my neck <laughs>
2: So that's where that that, I didn't realize that that was the premise for the movie Lake Placid.
1: There we go. (laughs) Well, just um, so I wanted to cover the opioids again and cover this because I heard a great podcast. I encourage everybody to look at this because it's something you and I are very, very, very passionate about. We're not the only ones. Tim Ferriss is very passionate about. He's taken all his biotech funding that he's very notorious for giving everything, and he was the moderator for a panel of experts on psilocybin. Correct. we did a whole show on psilocybin right and we've done well we're with, gonna, cooper. with yeah with cooper and we did one with uh, Dennis McKenna that we have to publish at some point but if you listen to this it's it's absolutely amazing we've got this natural product psilocybin from magic mushrooms that showed in clinical studies what's beautiful is right now there's money being thrown in it mm-hmm. a lot of money so on the panel was actual investors And it was Tim Ferriss moderating it. And then they had a psychiatrist who actually took microdosing to give her experience. And she's a professor at Harvard or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of legitimize it. But in the studies that are being done in the U.S., FDA approved at Johns Hopkins at six months, depression completely alleviated. And Tim said, I'm not trying to implicate myself, but I I have a I have a very bad history of depression. Right. A couple times a year, I really hit a really low spot in both sides of the family. It was five years. I have not had any depressive episodes at all. And you can, you know, conclude what I'm saying right now. And so they showed that with tobacco addiction. Yeah, this is amazing. 80% of the people were able to get off by six months. And they're showing that like 65% at 2.5 years still off. The closest thing, Shantix, is like, and it's filled with side effects.
0: Tons of side effects. Uh, You and I were talking not that long ago about uh, Carter Albrecht. He was a musician here in the uh, Dallas area, took Chantix to stop smoking, had a psychotic episode, went and knocked on someone's door not knowing, had nothing in his system, knocked on someone's door not knowing really where he was or what he was doing in the middle of the night. That, That particular homeowner was scared as Carter's trying to get in, thinking it's his home, and unfortunately on Chantix alone, Uh, carter was killed
1: so they did show that there is almost a zero side effect profile Mm -hmm. with with psilocybin right you know if used properly so we have these drugs that are out there creating problems that are now massive health crisis we've got natural products like mushrooms so we're going to bring brandon brown on we're going to talk some midwest mushrooms not the happy kind but the kind that tastes really good because he's a chef we're going to tell some really cool stories and stay tuned here we got about 20 seconds left
0: Goodness gracious, that was a fast half hour. Well, just be sure and check out lovemytummy.com forward slash Spoonie for your own tree that you can plant. That's Autron Teal. Uh, We'll be back here in the next half hour on Gut Check Project Episode 17 with Brandon Brown.
1: Dr. Ken Brown here, host of Gut Check Project with my co-host Eric Rieger. Eric, we've been seeing Mojo guys over there and over here at Spoonie talk about AtronTeal for bloating. I've seen in my practice that AtronTeal is a whole lot more than just a bloating product.
0: Yes, it does a whole lot more than just fixed bloating because of the polyphenols that you find
1: in AtronTeal. You're exactly right. The polyphenols are those molecules that we find in the Mediterranean diet. It makes vegetables and fruits very colorful. What are some of the things that these polyphenols
0: do, Eric. These polyphenols can actually stop inflammation. They can help you have more energy. They can help you with anti-aging. And polyphenols are great for athletes.
1: It sounds like it's going to help a whole lot more people than just bloating. Tell me how everybody should be taking Atron Teal.
0: If you want to dose Atron Teal, it's two capsules, three times a day, basically with your meals. But if you aren't bloated and you just want that polyphenol intake every day, two to three capsules a day will work for you.
1: Go to lovemytummy.com slash Spoonie. Dr. Ken Brown here, host of Gut Check Project with my co-host, Eric Rieger. I've seen in my practice that Atronteal is a whole lot more than just a bloating product.
0: Yes, it does a whole lot more than just fix bloating because of the polyphenols that you find in Atronteal.
1: What are some of the things that these polyphenols do, Eric? These polyphenols
0: can help you have more energy, and polyphenols are great for athletes.
1: It sounds like it's going to help a whole lot more people than just bloating. Go to lovemytummy.com slash spoony.
0: okay we're back in second half hour of gut check project episode 17 be sure to like and share us on uh, gut check project on itunes and go to gutcheckproject.com let us know that you're listening you can enter by telling us that you like and shared the gut check project and you will be entered to win dr brown's signature package of a combination month supply Atrontil and KBMD CBD. Dr. Brown, why would they want to win
1: that? They would want to win that because that is the signature package. We know that the polyphenols in Atrontil work with CBD to actually decrease the enzyme that destroys your own endocannabinoid called anandamide. Don't want to get too sciencey here, but we're learning more and more about the endocannabinoid system. I will eventually become an endocannabinologist doubles board certified gastroenterologist endocannabinologist doesn't exist yet i could make my own certification yeah I'll yeah we can it. we got a printer and everything yeah that. <laughs> eric and i were joking that um one time we were at work well first of all let's go ahead and introduce our guest to my no. right we
0: got brandon brown up, he guys? is a sous chef and a man of many different talents brandon go ahead and say hello
3: hello everyone hey
1: you... <laughs> that's awesome yeah cover... <laughs> yeah
3: but now yeah it's great to be on the show guys we're
1: Appreciate going it. to cover uh brandon is full of personality he's got some great stories more importantly i think very inspirational stories because you've made some life transformations you've been through some stuff we've yeah. talked about a few things so this is gonna be really fun we're just gonna be, uh, just kind of tie it all together bring in somebody real to talk about what we try and tell everybody to do
0: definitely right did you have something Oh, oh, he's he's asking if you can get closer to the mic, Brandon.
3: Oh, okay, no problem. There you go, there you there go. There we go. Awesome. Seat up a bit. There we well, go. Hey, well,
0: hey, since Brandon's a chef and Patrick's a chef who's telling us to wave him in closer, have you checked out Randy White, Chef Randy White's show, uh, Into the Fire Live? It happens to be on Spoonie on Mondays at 5 p.m. And uh, this last week, what they did is they took a Texas favorite, Texas Tito's <coughs> vodka, and they made some... Outstanding homemade
1: Bloody Marys. Oh, oh man. So, uh, love seeing our chefs start working with some cocktails. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah.
0: So, into the fire live, 5 p.m. with Chef Randy White here on the Spoonie Network every Monday. All right. So, uh, Brandon going on you know dr. Brown and dr. Brown's gonna start off here with a, uh, a little box and so Brandon I, I don't thoughts. think we've
1: talked about this but this is something you can contribute to going forward hey we launched the KBMD health subscription box nice. powered by member box so we happen to have a good friend who's a subscription box expert and I said I want to offer something to our community at gigantic savings to make them healthier so this box I actually signed up for my office because I want all my staff on this. I want to do an unboxing, and then I want to talk about an article that I found related to one of the products in here. Uh So I actually talked to Chef Patrick about this. What I would like to do is have recipes, healthy recipes, put in here for people. We can do all kinds of stuff. So the unboxing, this is an official unboxing. When you get the KBMD member box, you will get a little story about each ingredient. Nice. And each product that's there and why I chose them. So what we have here is a product box filled with things to improve your gut health right here. So the first thing, you're going to get Atron We know that this is my baby, tried and true. I can make sure that the polyphenols in here will help you. We talked about polyphenols. Yep. We're going to talk about what you do as a chef and the natural ingredients you use. You add that with digestive enzymes to make sure you absorb all your micronutrients. In the first half hour, we talked about Megaspore Biotic. Now, Megaspore Biotic, the reason why I like this, this is the only probiotic that I actually really recommend because right. it is a spore-based. You heard me right. talking about those, those, those weed seeds that mm, yeah. they can hang out. Well, this is what this does. This actually survives your stomach and your small bowel and goes there. And what is awesome... Is that atrantil plus Megaspore actually work together. The Megaspore spore biotic uses the polyphenols to wake up and do its thing. Nice. We're throwing in a little bit of apple cider vinegar. This has been shown in clinical studies to help with weight loss. Um, to actually some people help with their digestive issues. And this is from Vermont Village Organic. It is
3: flavored. I was just to say it's flavored. It's it, flavored. That's Awesome. Yeah, that's nice, right? Yeah, for sure.
1: Then um, you're gonna get Omica, Organics turmeric, ginger, and amla. Yeah, what that's, amla that's is? Me all day. Is you it? know it. You I know love it. it. So we, I'm real big about brain gut connection, uh-huh. and we know that turmeric is very good for your brain. We know that it is also a polyphenol. We know that the amla actually feeds your own bacteria, and the ginger helps promote intestinal motility so those ingredients right there are amazing and they work together
3: it's awesome this is the awesome part my
1: secret weapon well first of all i also had a water bottle have a little water bottle and you know what this one's yours i'm gonna oh, give that thanks. to you
3: thank you so you much get that. <laughs> every thanks single that.
1: month we're gonna put in a special gift like that you get that water bottle um this is really interesting so it was recommended to me by one of the other people that are doing a member box um, with with Steven Azell. It's called Trucy. Never heard of it. I started doing some homework on it and I was super impressed. I'm like, let's put this in here. So first of all, if you add all this up, this is gonna be over $250. I can get this to you delivered every single month for 147 That includes shipping. That includes shipping. This is everything. You can cancel at any time. Why am I doing this? Because we have the opportunity to deliver health to you. Your health has arrived. Imagine your health has arrived. Nice. Imagine... If we can get recipes in there, imagine if we can give some health advice and stuff like that. Oh, so, for sure, for yeah, sure. That's what is super cool. So I just wanted to digress really quick. One other thing, I did throw this in here, and I'm going to let you hold this. I thought this was cool. It's called an Acu Ball. A K U. It's an add-on. This isn't. This wouldn't come regularly, but I added it on because, as it turns out, it is an acupressure ball that uses. Certain frequencies and different things. Just roll that around in your hands while I, while I keep talking. Super okay. cool. You put that on your feet. You do that. And it, it, it's you know, it's like Chinese medicine. It does. Yeah. I'm going to do a little more reading on that. But um, I just thought that was one of the coolest things. So you can do add-ons to your box. We have a lot of different products that you can actually do. Wow, that is super cool. That is cool. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen yeah, that put yet. Put it on yeah. your feet. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That thing is awesome. Isn't
1: that, isn't that wild? Yeah, that is. All right. I'm going to blow your mind on this one. So Trucy, the, one of the things that, um, some of our community and my patients have been saying, is like, well, all it says is that it's magnesium, 80 milligrams, right? So magnesium is extremely good for you. Absorbable magnesium helps you sleep, helps with weight loss. And it's real good for that. A lot of us are magnesium deficient. Why? Because of the way we grow our crops now, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of nutrients that we're missing, um, with the way that we mass produce GMOs, the whole nine yards, everything. So, um, Somebody introduced me to Trucy, and they said this is nano hydrogen, or basically micronized hydrogen, mm-hmm. and it has magnesium as a carrier. Right. So I'm like, man, okay. eh, you know, what? I'm not going to put anything in my box that isn't backed by science. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm not, I'm not gimmicky. Right. So when we started building this box, and we had the opportunity to look at this, I was like, wow. So I found some articles. I'm like, oh my gosh, it works really well. And then just so happens that this month a article came out. I just want to go over the article. So Brandon, usually on the show, I'll sit there and I'll cover some sort of science article that just came out. And we have our secret weapon. That's always finding it. But, um, we're, uh, we need to work on that. That's, I'm going to leave that up to Steven to help us figure that out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I, I got an email <laughs> that, uh, that, that her access may dry up, but basically I have access to all kinds of literature and, um, I get sent everything all, the, uh, relevant to this. So, the reason why this is cool, if you go to trucey.com, uh-huh. it's the only place to get this. Um it's $80 for that. Wow. So, when you add this up, it's over $250, but they all work together. It's not just $250. It's not like, "Oh, you're going to get random stuff sent to you." No, it's, there's a lot of thought a behind a lot yeah. of thought no, behind I this.
3: Understood that.
1: It's wild though You know Whenever you're putting
0: This whole thing together Brandon One of the cool things I've seen uh, Brown do With the patients When they come through Is just simply ask How much are you spending Each month On supplements already And yeah. many times It's you, you You kind of freak out At first when someone says oh, Around 325 But then you find out That someone says oh, 560 Or 580 or 620, and then they say, But I don't know if any of this stuff works. And you look yeah, at it and you're not like, even using supplements that right. are, going
3: yeah, together so are working together. That's 100%, just like because, you said, the gimmick. That's, because yeah. people, you know,
1: when you're desperate, you'll do anything. Right. And when you realize that you're going to your doctor and you're trying to order a drug that's going to cost you $400 for that month, you go to a natural or you go to a functional medicine doctor that says, Look, try this, 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 and this, best intentions. But then they go to Walgreens and buy it. And they have shown that over 80% of those products do not have what's in the capsule, what's on the label. So most of my patients are taking a placebo. It's pretty much like the CBD. Absolutely. I have so many people come in. They're like, I've tried CBD. It didn't work. I'm like, try this one. And then they come back and they're like, I need eight bottles. There is no
0: ingested product that's in uh, the KBMD box that does not have a COA. And that's pretty important to know because you don't have that guarantee when you're shopping on your own. Absolutely,
1: yeah. And so there's a reason why we chose these. So what, um, and we've had, we've got Chef Patrick taking the CBD and he's tried a bunch of them. And he's, you know, he's basically one of these people that said, yeah, there's a huge difference when you sit there and try these different things. Right. Same thing when it comes to supplements. What I want this, and I'm a I'm a big supplement person. Um, okay. I live I live the life, which is why I wanted you on the show, because you live it to lead it. Did I just steal that from Dr. Pompa? I wouldn't I, worry. I think I did, Warren. Sorry about that. We, we I was on. The, um, I, I've given lectures for Dr. Dan Pompa, and uh, I think his, I think his trademark phrase is "Live it, it to lead to it, it." And I just yeah. used it. I don't think you have to be mad at
0: Dan, but I think, uh, or you have to worry about Dan, but I think that uh, Warren may come after you. On I night. think Warren will. Yeah, Warren's his <laughs> a former
1: CEO that now is his business uh, director. He's a funny dude, great guy. Uh, we were in Utah in that snowstorm together. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me get to this article really quick because everybody looks at this and they're like, eh, "I don't know about this." This is going to blow your mind. Lucas is in Florida. He's in the round of 16s. Right. Clay courts. And he, I talked to him last night, and it's much like Mac, he's a little bit more of a smartass than, <laughs> <laughs> than <laughs> Mac. No way. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, man, how's how's everything going?" He's like, "Just ramping up my VO2." Ah. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to explain that right now because I came home and I dropped this bottle of Truce on him and I wow. said, take this to Florida with you. And he goes, oh my God, another, because they always think I'm, all, I'm always trying to hack. I'll, <laughs> I'll hear a podcast and like 10 packages show yeah. up. You know? <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Um, I will try everything. So I will, not, I will not put my patients through anything I have not tried and I mean, literally everything. So <clears throat> a recent article came out of the Canadian Journal of Physiology and by recent, I mean, like two days ago
0: oh okay okay
1: drinking hydrogen water enhances endurance and relieves psychometric fatigue a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial Hmm. yes so the owners of Trucy should probably call me because i can tell you how to sell this shit like crazy yeah because this article came out of japan right uh, published out of a canadian journal um, just to cover a few things. So acute exercise increases reactive oxygen species in skeletal muscle, which leads to micro damage and tissue damage. So, and you increase the lactic acid. That's how come you get tired. tired That's yeah. how come you have muscle fatigue. Molecular hydrogen acts as an antioxidant by inducing antioxidant enzymes and also an epigenetic effect, where it turns on genes to metabolize the lactic acid, fascinating. So these Japanese scientists looked at how hydrogen-infused water works on both fatigue and endurance. Really? Looked at two different groups of people, super important two different groups of people. They um, realized that the term hormesis, mm-hmm. hormesis is the term that you put your body through some stress and then allow it to recover. Right. So hormesis is really important, And when you do exercise, we got brought this up a couple times when we did an episode on the polyphenols and its effect on endurance and everything. Right. I think somebody um, wrote in and said, well, don't you need the benefit of the reactive oxygen species? Yes, but that's what's beautiful about Mother Nature and polyphenols and things like this is you allow some of it so that your body reacts and then you allow it to recover. So it's like stress. Yeah. You don't want stress all all the time, time. but you need a little bit of stress here and there so that your body adapts. Sure. So when they were looking at this, they realized that in 2007, it was discovered, 2007, and I'd never heard of this. Right. It was discovered that micronized hydrogen rapidly diffuses into tissue cells and works as a cellular antioxidant. Since then, over a thousand articles have been published on its biological and medical benefits. Not only as a direct antioxidant, but also on gene expression. Wow. Yeah. There was even a study showing improved cognitive benefits. Wow. So keep this in mind. This is something, this is the kind of stuff I want to put in this box. I want to find things to hack your life. Sure. Based on science. And we're going to do this. So I got my little man is in the round of 16 playing much bigger kids and I don't know if it's working, but he at least understands the science of it, so he can sit there. So now, let's go ahead and look at the data. They looked at how drinking hydrogen water can affect the VO2 max. Now, VO2 max is your maximum oxygen capacity or maximum aerobic capacity, and they base that with athletes, and so that VO2 max is a very important term. They also looked at two subjective scales Mm -hmm. called the Borg and the VAS scale, where people described their overall perception of fatigue pain their ability to continue to exercise so it's that trainer going come on one more rep yeah and their ability to do the one more rep is what they were kind of basing this on okay okay so in experiment one they took 99 volunteers who did not work out on a regular basis put them through which is amazing because in i i think doing studies in japan would be easier the very disciplined nature of the culture would be like you are going to do this. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and so, like, a,
0: like a gung-ho camp? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <I, laughs> I've
1: actually done clinical research, and if I had 99 volunteers made them work out once, two would show up the next day. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they actually took 99 volunteers, put them through a stepwise exercise. They gave them placebo or micronized hydrogen water. They checked VO2 max, the Borg and the VAS scale, and then brought them back, switched them, so they didn't know what they were getting, and then did the exact same thing in two weeks later. Really? So the results of this, it appears that the hydrogen water reached a maximum concentration within 10 to 20 minutes. They did it through breath testing. Okay. Pretty wild. Um, And it remained elevated for over 40 minutes. Compared to the placebo, the hydrogen water resulted in a significant improvement in the perceived exertion scores On the vas and borg scale and it had the greatest improvement in those who exercised a little bit harder but the vo2 in this untrained mild to moderate group Mm -hmm. didn't change that much Mm -hmm. so they realized that they went oh when we give this it kicks in pretty quick and their perceived notion of what they were feeling improved significantly but we didn't see the physiologic shift So these same scientists said, let's go find some real athletes. So they went and they found 60 people who exercise regularly mm-hmm. uh, of different age groups. And they had them drink the water, pretty much do kind of the same test. But they put now they've honed it in. Right. They put them on a uh, Airdyne battle bike. Oh, yeah. Uh, those hard things. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. No thanks. Those yeah. are hard. Yeah. yeah. Don't like it. You ever seen that Jim Gaffigan whole skit about his whole set? About, he did an Airdyne no, skit? No. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> No, it's the, um, he was just talking about like, um, I was just thinking like who designed that one and who did this? And (laughs) he does a whole set on, Hey, you know what people really like? They like walking upstairs and going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Let's build a machine Stair to do that. Stairmaster. master. <laughs> I Stair was like, who did that? Why would somebody do that? But,
0: you I'm just like it. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> That's not bad. So what they did is they put them on these Airdyne mics, uh, bikes, and they did the same thing. They asked for the VAS score and the Borg score, and those who exercised the hardest had the biggest reduction in Borg and VAS, and- vo2 max improves significantly wow so what this shows is if you work out to a point Uh where you're developing some lactic acid or some reactive oxygen species you can get rid of it with micronized hydrogen amazing that is a athletic hack you put this let's open this box again real quick you put this plus the polyphenols improve your microbiome you affect your brain with the turmeric you make sure you absorb your everything that you're eating to fuel your body you got yourself a little biohack box here it's going to improve athletic performance and it's going to improve your brain and we're going to get into um, the brain health and overall health with everything so this study basically showed that drinking hydrogen water alleviated the psychometric fatigue So that, remember when you asked me yesterday, you're like, you ever go to the gym and you just don't feel like working out? Yeah, but then you get after it. You get after it because it's almost like you're mad at yourself because you don't want to work out. Yeah. This alleviated that whole aspect of I can't do it and we're going to go ahead and get after it. What I love about this article is that the untrained athlete had a great psychometric improvement. They could exercise longer. So a newbie in the gym could benefit from this. And more importantly, Like my man down in Florida right now playing Lucas, he's going to benefit because he's a highly trained athlete playing in an elite tournament, and now we know how to start hacking this. We know that if you take polyphenols, 1,000 milligrams three hours before an event, this will actually improve- Athletic performance. Athletic performance by increasing nitric oxide to the muscles, and now we know that we can alleviate the- Lactic acid and the reactive oxygen species. So
3: uh, the little engine that could box. Right? Yeah, that's pretty, and, pretty much what that and is. And I never
1: would have discovered this had I not gotten into the whole process of what am I going to put in this box? Right. And this is going to go on month after month, and people are going to contact us. We're going to be meeting scientists. And I'm like, I like what you're doing. Give me some research. Let's get you in this box. Let's put you in contact with member box to start right. doing this. And then people can start building their own box. We're going to eventually have it. An athlete's box, a sleep box, a gut box. Right now, it's gut, because that's my thing. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so,
0: If you want to check it out, kbmdbox.com. That's kbmdbox.com. You'll even see a video on there where uh, Dr. Brown unpacks everything again. He had a new right. video Yeah, yesterday. I spent a
1: little more time talking about each single ingredient, explaining as to why it's, why it's going to be so beneficial. If I could get every one of my patients on this, well, I'd go broke.
3: Yeah, I was about to yeah. Say, you, they wouldn't need you anymore. They yeah. wouldn't need you. <laughs>
1: no, there's no doubt though. But we've got people who've already who've already
0: signed up in the first month, and they're they're not only saving money, they're actually taking things that are benefiting them. Which is, it honestly, it's it's awesome. That's the whole purpose behind all of it.
1: It's the whole purpose of why why I'm in this field, why you're in this field, real healthcare workers. Now, Brandon, yeah, you're in a pretty cool position. Why don't you tell us about yourself?
3: Well, um I've been through quite a few different facets of life. I um uh, I was a healthcare professional at one point. I I did uh, caregiving and um, home health um, with uh, ALS patients. Um I'm a chef right now. I work for uh Flower Child, which is an amazing paleo vegan restaurant. Um they're uh, located um uh, in the uh, Central Dallas area. Nice. Um you know, I'll just, I, I sit back just trying to, I've been on a journey myself, you know, trying to, you know, get myself healthy, but uh, actually meeting meeting Brown was was really awesome because, uh, you know, he's he's the digestive doctor, you know, and... and <laughs> I'm and, just a
1: simple country butt doctor yeah, from the yeah, yeah, that's what he said, <laughs> I'm a butt doctor. But
3: it's so cool because, um, like, people don't really realize that your digestive health is the key to pretty much everything that you need to understand as far as like like shredding you know what i'm saying and then just getting to where you need to be it's like you don't have to starve yourself to feel good you don't have to you know run through all these different like facets and listen to all this different stuff if like well i mean you know like he's showing you that what he's trying to you know promote to you is not a gimmick You know what I'm saying? Like It's like these things are very important to have in your body. And so that's why I really moved to the health food side of things, you know, the the vegan paleo side of things. I'm not a vegan. I'm not a paleo diet person. But I would consider myself vegan paleo. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. (laughs) But it's just because, like, you know, I suffered from high blood pressure for a long time in my life, but changing my diet... One, help my whole digestive system. You know what I'm saying? Like, being regular is an amazing thing. You don't want to be sitting around bloated. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you know, let's save the trees. You know, they are not going to try to be like, perr, every single time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, but, you're, uh, you're officially
1: a first guest that <laughs> m- made a fart sound. I like <laughs> that.
3: But I'm just saying, in general. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Well, we, we When we first met, we really got on the conversation of you know just just healthiness like what is it to be healthy and it's it's really just knowing what you're eating for the most point and that's what i really love about working at flower child like when people come in they're like is that gluten free and i'm like do you know what gluten is <laughs> <laughs> you know and then but it's at the same time like we were when i just was saying earlier i'm like avocado's not a protein you know what I'm saying? It's like giving people the knowledge and letting them understand that, that some of the things that you're putting in your body might not be what you think you're putting in your body.
0: So I want to get into it, and we've got a there's there's a lot of facets of your story that I know that we're going to get into the next uh, two half hours, but we've got about four minutes left in this one. Whenever you decided to get into food. You had, uh, before the show, you had told me a little bit about your transition, right? And when you've looked at the way that you deliver food to people, you just hit on something. You're not only delivering food for them to order. You want to give them a little bit of an education right. behind what it is that they're eating, why you want them to choose certain either meals or plans or foods to go along with them. What was it that finally kicked in for you? That made you decide, you know what, this is something that I can help people with, not just make them satisfied for one single meal. Well, I mean, food makes people happy.
3: You know, I don't think there's a person in the world that's like, I am i don't want to eat and I'm not going to smile about it. But educating them on what they're eating just kind of clicked to me because, you know, I was working at fast food places uh-huh. and. I've I've been you know all across the spectrum, and I have served people some stuff that I wouldn't eat. You know, I would eat myself, and sure. that's kind of what clicked in my head. Is like, if I'm not going to eat this, I'm at least going to tell you why I'm not going to eat it. Right. You know. I mean, I'm not like you know, and that's you know, hence not being with that company anymore. You know, or not being with a certain company anymore. It's because like, if I can't promote your brand and I'm representing it, then. I don't need to be here.
1: So I love that right there, and let's just let's focus on that for a second. Sure. Because, because when we met, you were just all about, "Hey, man, it's just we all live together. I'm just about showing some love. Yeah. Let's all just treat each other well." How many people have a job where they're doing something that they do not, not only not believe in, but probably know that it's not doing right uh, by well, people and and the environment?
3: Most people. Most people are literally <clears throat> doing stuff that they don't want to do. I mean, yeah there's a difference between going to work because you love it and going to work because there's a paycheck. And, and that's the thing. I, I was, i have found my home. Like, you know, I love being a chef at flower child because I go to work because I love it. I go to work too, Cause I love seeing those, those, like those, you know, whoever's walking in those little old ladies that if this is such a blessing or, you know, the, the, the workout guy that's like, man, I could eat, you know, Four pieces of steak, but still, you know, get a Mother Earth Bowl and be straight for the day. And I'm, fin- I'm finna go work out. You know what I'm saying? And now I could be like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I-, I got a health kick for you, man. I got a box for you, bro. Now I can tell you, be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You can come get this and I got something else I can tell you, too. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like that. You got you to gotta just communicate with people because they're going to ask. And they want to know why it's healthy.
1: Well, so we've, we've talked about this, that I think in, in medical school, some of the worst informed people about nutrition are doctors. Yeah. And I see this with uh, cardiologists. I see this with other specialists. Gastroenterology, you think we'd be the most informed. I've learned more about nutrition from endurance athletes, from bodybuilders, oh, yeah. from the uh, nutritionists that I've become friends with, and chefs. I mean, we've sat here, we had Chef Patrick on the show, and we just kicked it about food and the knowledge and how it gets broken down. Who's that guy, uh, Chef Patrick from Microsoft, that did the big chemistry book and looked at the science of of how to cook? Like, just looked at the chemistry of it. Super fascinating. Was that Alan? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, we'll go ahead and talk about that. But (laughs) I want to get into, what I really want to get into is I want everyone to know your journey. I right. want them to know wh- how you developed some home health yeah. interest. How you ended up going from chef to sous chef at Flower Child, and you're going to continue your journey and where you want to go with it. Right. I think it's really cool, and I think it's going to be very
3: inspiring for everybody.
0: Yeah, or that right. this this version of Brandon that you, if you're uh, if you're watching, you see is 100 pounds less than the uh, than uh, the old version of Brandon.
3: Yeah, yeah I was a, I was a way bigger guy. You know, I, I've lost a person already, so I'm trying to trying to just keep. Keep it keep it going, you know. So.
0: Well, that I mean that's awesome. So we've got a, a huge inspirational story here for the next hour. Uh join us on the back end of the Gut Check Project episode seventeen. Be back with Brandon Brown here in just a moment.
3: Right on. Right on. One second.
1: So that was a countdown. So this is the beauty of doing live shows. <laughs> that yeah. was um, amazing. So <laughs> so in the, in, while, while we were on, we were on break.
2: Yeah, so the uh, transformer blew the entire areas out of Wi-Fi. Yeah, sweet. so wow. we're recording right now. You're probably not streaming live on Facebook anymore.
1: But So we'll if
0: you saw this on oh, YouTube. This Uh, action, where you saw and heard nothing, was us us. not knowing what just happened to the power. It
1: was a series of
0: hello,
2: hello, and I'm running in out of the room, going, "I don't know." Uh
0: Well, that's awesome. So, no, no music on the on the uh, on the return. But I tell you what, it's a okay because we've got Brandon Brown here, and we are going to go through a journey of what took him into basically where this is Brandon. He makes food make people healthy. You know what though?
1: What's that?
3: You've got a radio voice, man. Do I really? Yeah. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. That's what everybody always says. They're always like, you sound like you should be on the radio, like for real or something. I'm like, I guess.
0: As long as they're saying you sound like you should be
1: on the yeah. radio and not that you look, you look like, like you should be on the yeah, radio. I'm good on that. I've been told that a lot. I have a face for radio. Yeah, it happens. Well, so,
0: hey, Brandon, let's let's start back. You're, we, we know that right now you are at uh, Flower, Flower Child, Child, and you are sous chef there, but there was a whole life before that. Like I mentioned at the bottom of the last half hour, there was uh, there was 100 pounds more Brandon, Brandon uh, previously. Yeah. So, let's go back. You were uh, Your dad was in the Marines, and yeah. you uh, grew up yeah, in where Okinawa. Were you born?
3: Okay, so we grew... I was born in Fort Collins, Colorado, and um, we moved. We, I mean, we moved... Probably like every two years, every year or something. So I've been California, Oklahoma, uh, wherever, man. I've been in Florida, Okinawa, uh How long were Alaska. you in Okinawa? Um I don't really know. I was a kid, like years, probably like like Well, yeah, I like, shouldn't even like say it. it's year, probably two, like two years. years. If
1: you're yeah. If, yeah, if you're a military child, it's yeah. basically two years everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Oh. Yeah, yeah,
3: basically. And that was when that was when dad was in, like, active duty, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, uh, it wasn't until I was uh, probably, like, 16 or 17 before he just, you know, rode the desk, like, before he decided to retire. But he was uh, he was in NOM and all that. He went through that. But um, that's where they figured he kind of uh, – my dad contracted ALS. And so that's kind of what started me on my – At before that. I mean, I was always a chubby kid, you know, but – that was kind of I was a latchkey kid, so it was kind of learning to cook. That's where I learned how to cook. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, okay. was oh, my dad. So cool. my dad was always the cook, and mom. If you ever hear this show, don't kill me. But <laughs> my mom, uh, my mom wasn't a very good cook. She's she can cook, but she's she wasn't the one that cooked. My dad always cooked. So um, he's taught me little things growing up. You know, to when you come home from school, you know. I started off with the not the healthiest stuff in the world. You know, like ramen noodles or microwave stuff. But that's kind of where the weight started coming from. <laughs> and so I was a chubby kid growing up through uh, through school. Um, but um, when I got a little older, um, uh, when I was going to college. Um, my dad, uh, he said he started getting a weird feeling in his hand. And uh, he didn't know what it was, you know? And so uh he went to the doctor um they kind of put him on they put him on a diet you know trying to see what's going on did some blood tests, stuff like this could not Was he
1: going to the military hospital or was this civilian? Uh, no this
3: is civilian this was before the VA the VA didn't kick in anything for ALS until like i think about 6 years ago. Oh my god. So so that well I'll, I'll get to that part that's that was the struggle so he progressively started to lose the the muscular structure in his hand. He was mm-hmm. like, man, like we used to ride motorcycles. And uh, you know, after he'd ride his bike, he'd be like, man, my hand is just it didn't he said it wasn't a pain, but it just felt weird. You know, it just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, over a span of like two months, his whole right arm was just skin and bones. Oh. Just his right arm though, up to the elbow. Wow. It wasn't like it hit him like a you know brick wall. And then it, it started going to his right leg and then it was only his whole right side though and they couldn't figure out what it was they didn't know it was ALS because the only things that they've ever really done a lot of research on with ALS it hits you you know like a brick it hits everything it doesn't just progress in one little spot
1: We've actually done a whole show on this where we talked about that, where we had Linda call in and we had Russ call in. So I've, I've uh, one of my best friends. His his father died of it, but he presented first with the the inability to basically. um, It was a pseudo bulbar start, so it can start anywhere. Yeah, and so he started losing his ability to communicate, started slurring, and everybody was asking what was going on with that, and that's what happened to him. Yeah, and then it just took over.
3: Yeah, and so that's basically what happened after after it hit his right side. It hit his left side, you know, just, but I mean, at all at the same time. So everything pretty much progressed all at the same time, but the progression stopped. He plateaued. And that was due to actually a lot of, um, a lot of like probiotics. And so we, we were trying a lot of holistic, a lot of holistic medicines.
1: Really? We weren't,
3: we weren't doing, it started to get bad. Like when he had to get a tracheostomy and that's only because, you know, that's, that's bound for infections of some sort because he had to have a respirator to help him breathe
1: so did he have a feeding tube also in yeah the whole... oh, we, fin-
3: we finally we wow. finally did the feeding tube because we had to because he couldn't swallow it sure or... i mean he still could still kind of put it down after the trach but after his muscles got too weak in his throat that's when we had to go ahead and do the, the gs tube
1: became a choking risk and different things yeah. like that yeah and so, uh, so how old were you during this period
3: um i was in my mid-20s wow like this was my dad's been passed for probably about three years now mm-hmm. oh wow so um i dropped everything so this is still pretty fresh. Yeah, I dropped everything. I, thank I, you for coming uh, yeah. on and talking about this. No, yeah, no problem. I mean, I would. love to share the story because, um, one, my dad was an incredible man. He was like Superman to me, and you know, and you know, I, I always, I always say every day, thank you for your service, Dad, because like you know, he he fought the good fight all the way till you know he he actually is. Uh, that's one of the cool things I was telling you about. He still had motion in his head, so he could move his head up and down. Mm-hmm. So they gave him an optical mouse. Uh, an optical mouse, you know, like the little dot uh-huh. right in the middle of his forehead and he could click his fingers. Oh, yeah. still. oh, so he wrote three, a series of three children's books and his autobiography all with his head. That's straight Stephen Hawking style. Yeah. Straight. He wow. did. He did. He completely did that. And, um, he got, he got his autobiography published. And then later on, um, uh, my mom, That's a
1: w- great story.
3: Yeah. It's called, um uh, it's called, uh, living with the silent killer. And so it's a double meaning because he was a Marine. Sure. So he was a silent killer as well as ALS being the silent killer. So it's... Is it, has it been published? Yeah, it's published. You can find it on Amazon. Oh, for sure. Say, say yeah. it again. It's called it? Living with the Silent Killer. It's by Leonard Brown. Um, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, it's, I think, a $15 a copy. But it's basically um, his story. His story from, from birth till fighting ALS. Um, He wrote letters to um, me and all my sisters and my um, and my niece at the end of it and my mom um, saying the things that he couldn't say. You know, this
1: this all happened after the optical mouse. Yes.
3: uh, He did it all with the optical
1: mouse. That's amazing. Yeah. I I actually can't believe I haven't heard about this book. I mean, this is that's amazing. It
3: it took it, it took him, I think, probably about eight months to actually write it, it's not a very thick book, but it's 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 enough. Yeah, it's gets you know it, yeah, it was enough to get published. Wow. So, um, yeah, uh, that was that was one of his biggest accomplishments, and um, he did a lot of things. My dad was a prepper, you know, like he's he's you know he was military, so he set himself up. He got himself a really cool computer. Um, I helped him build it. Like this was before when he was still a little mobile. You know, I used to call myself the Brandon Backpack. Because when he'd have to get up, you know, and he was too weak to stand up, I'd put my arms around his back like this, like a backpack, yeah. and I'd just walk him. Walk him up the stairs, walk him wherever we had to go, you know. I mean it was I, I'm grateful that I had a chance to uh, spend as much time as I had to with him, you know. People say, you know, like how can you do you know, how do you have the strength to do that? I'm like, hell, he he raised me. I wiped he wiped my ass. I can yeah. wipe his ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. He, you know, if it's what it's gotta be. And, you know, everybody's like, you know, you gotta you gotta count your blessings, this, that in the world. Yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, I've never been the greatest person in the world, but when it comes to family, I'm always gonna be there. So that's how that kinda happened. And, you know, we just we just went through the journey with them. You know, he was always happy. He never stayed in the hospital, we wow. never put him anywhere. Um uh, what was really cool is um, Dr. Verislov, who was his uh, primary doctor from uh, UT Southwestern, he trained all the doctors that work at the Presbyterian in Allen um, in the ER. So they all knew his caseload. They all knew anything. So if anything happened to him, all we had to do was take him around the corner. And everybody already knew what to do. Nice. So it was like, there's so many blessings, you know, with, with the whole uh, journey through that. But I mean, ALS, you know, they don't have a cure for it. They, don't, they, they have ways to, like, that's what I said. We did a lot of, um, a lot of like, holistic treatments. Like, a lot of, like, trying to figure out a diet. A lot of...
1: So this is where, when I hear stories like this, there's a couple things that come to mind. Number one, I'm not... So I lost my dad when I was 21. Uh-huh. And I took care of my dad also. He didn't die of ALS. He, um, the complications of diabetes and things like that. Right. But when, now that I have a son... Uh, what is so cool to me is that he raised you in a way that you automatically did that. There was no, I mean, that's the that's the the pride in a father where right. he realized he raised his son well. You and I have sons, so it's the same thing. And you you have a daughter. Yeah, right? I have
3: two. I have three daughters. Well, yeah. two and one on the way. Oh. So, but my little girls, they're not daddy's little girls. I mean, I mean, they 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 always side with their mom for the most part. But if like. If mom is tripping, they will be like, "Leave my daddy alone." <laughs> <laughs> like for real, they they will they will die. you know it's it's back and forth. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I want to steal in my girl's the same thing, regardless. Like my sister was there too. Like my you know I have two sisters. They they were always there. Um, my mom's a ride or die. My mom was by my dad's side nice. twenty four seven. A very days tight that's Like that's so what cool. I'm saying. Like when when it when he had to be taken care of, we took care of. It. Was your dad
0: the inspiration for you getting into uh, home health?
3: Yeah, that was exactly why. I I wanted to – that's why I said I dropped everything. Um, I, I wanted to be able to help him. I didn't want anybody else to have to come do it. I mean, yeah, there was still, you know, we had primary nurses, but these nurses were so cool, though, like, because, you know, that's how our family is, and they know, one, I'm there, and I've already done everything. They come in, I'm already telling them the vitals and this and that, so they'll, oh, man, this is a break. They sit down and watch some TV, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Eat lunch, you know? They'll just come by just to hang out. Did you they, make them lunch? That's they, the now, key. Well, from time to time, but, you know, and it was it was cool like that, No. Uh, our, we have some, my mom had, Uh, eventually got cleaning ladies too. And like the clean ladies would come and do the same thing where they'd just come and be like, man, the house is already so clean. We're like, oh, you just dust and stuff or whatever. Just hang out, you know? So. But and it's the,
1: also, I mean, when somebody's in a chronic illness situation like that, any, any companionship changes yeah. the environment. It helps. So just yeah. having people come in and just say hi. Helps. Oh yeah.
3: Oh, they love, everybody loves my dad. So. I know, I say we that. were talking about
1: this before the show, but and not to digress off this, but no, this is ahead. but this is super important. Um, loneliness is very dangerous, really? and yeah. a lot of times when people develop an illness like a terminal cancer or ALS or something, people don't feel comfortable around it, and so they they end up. It's the double edged sword of being alone and dealing with your illness. So if anybody's listening and you know somebody who's going through something like this, em- embrace it. And right. Just show up and be there for them. Be there. Just say hi. Yeah, whatever.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like uh, And like just even holding someone's hand, even touching someone's hand, people don't understand that like that's just like a baby. A baby that doesn't get touched might not more than likely won't survive right. from birth. not Because you have to have physical contact. You have to know what love feels like. You know, and that's what I tell people all the time. Like, I'm a hugger. You know, I'm a, I'm a handshaker. I'm a hugger. at work all the time. If somebody looks like there's one, I said, I give away free hugs all day. You ain't got to pay for it. I give you a big old hug. Now that has gone about the day. And you're going to smile. I don't care how mad you are or how bad you feel. Like, um, um, one of our line cooks, Denise, um, she was having a really bad day and I was like, girl, I don't know what's going on with you. I'm not going to pry into your business, but get your butt over here. And I just gave her the biggest hug in the world. And she kind of let go a little bit, you know, and then she was just like, thank you. And, you know, just by the end of the day, had a big, bright smile on on her face. And, you know,
1: more of that is what's needed. Not grabbing your phone and getting on there and taking a selfie and putting it on Instagram. More of walking up, shaking somebody's hand, giving them a hug. Eric and I, when we were talking about going to Utah, he kind of reminds me of Mikhail Abdule. Oh yeah, from Austin. Yeah, yeah. So there's this, there's a guy that's part of this entrepreneur group who I tremendously respect. Uh-huh. But he's a jujitsu black belt. And he wrestled for Oklahoma. Oh nice. And yeah, and he's just a total badass. But he's also a good businessman. And I'd already researched him, and I was gonna because we we got invited to join this group. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, I was like, hey, I saw your Facebook. Um, I've been meaning to meet you, dude. Just stands up and goes. I'm a hugger, yeah. But, but he's a solid 240 <laughs> former wrestler. I'm yes. like, is he gonna freaking suplex me? What is yeah. going on? Like I was in the air, just like I'm like, I'm like a little boy. Yeah. here. I <laughs> felt
0: like I was gonna end up in his in his pocket.
1: <laughs> right. No. But anyways, as soon as you said that, I'm a hugger. I'm like, I would. I, I can handle hugging you but but yeah. when but when Michael came up and did that I was like oh my gosh then he's going to squish me
3: <laughs> it's, it's usually like that though the big those big old guys like that and stuff are usually the softies those are the ones that are going to give you the big old hug or yeah. just bring it in bro you're yeah. like all right But I mean it's just that's my my thing I mean I guess that's that's really why like I said I love my restaurant and I love where my where my journey has taken me as far as as cooking So
1: your dad died 3 years ago Yeah not to get too into detail about it, but uh, embracing the 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 death process can be very cathartic. Were you with him when he died?
3: Yeah, I was holding his hand.
1: Wow!
3: And he died with a smile on his face.
1: A marine to the end.
3: Yeah, and no, it was so funny. I was like the stubborn ass man. Like, not to say I was waiting for him to die, but we're you know they they. They took him off his respirator because he had pneumonia so bad. Mm. But, you know, of course, they pumped him up full of morphine. So he had to be feeling amazing. (laughs) But they were like, it's going to take about three or four minutes for him to pass. So I legit think he was like messing with us because like (laughs) he like we're all like sad and crying and I'm holding his hand and my mom's over there and she's just breaking down. And like he just slowly closes his eyes and just kind of lean to the side and we're like, oh, he's gone. I right or whatever. He popped back up and looked at all of us, <laughs> started smiling. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Even before you die, you gotta be joking, like. And I mean, I know it's like hard to say that, but it's funny. It really happened, and I was just like, "Oh my god, Dad!" You know, I mean, it was it was hard to take, but kind of when you know something is inevitable, it's not that hard. But like, you know, I still miss him every day. You know, it's like it's hard to at this part of my journey. You know, having kids and and you know, like, you know, a son's always gonna want their father, you know? Um, but now it's like, it's kind of forced me to be the man now, because I have nothing but women around me. I've got two sisters, my mom, my niece, three daughters. And wow. then, uh, my my wife she's got two brothers but they've all got daughters um, oh wow. so it's just nothing but women so it's like i've got to be the man now you know sometimes i wish i could you know tap up there and be like dad can you kind of give me some advice or something yeah. but yeah you see what i'm saying it's like it's like that though but i mean i'm just glad he had a great life and i got to learn a lot about a, a, a critical disease you know that Hopefully, you know if somebody you know listening to the show. My name is Brandon Brown. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Brandon Brown. If you ever want to just like add me or whatever like that, um, I'm always down to help people cope with anything because I know how how to cope with stuff. Like I've I've coped with it. Or you know if you ever just want some knowledge about the disease, I know like a whole lot about. It. It's amniotrophic lateral sclerosis and Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes.
1: Same thing that took out Lou Gehrig and Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Right yeah it so. is it is brutal and it's actually on the rise yeah um didn't want to deal on that like i i, I didn't want to put you on the spot but i've lost my dad eric lost his dad a couple of years ago right and he went through this and the one thing that all three of us have in common is that we had great relationships with our with with our dads no right. doubt that uh that allows you to get on a show and talk about it right one of the reasons why we're here is because eric's dad actually did
3: radio Oh, awesome! And so, <laughs>
1: that's really cool. Yeah, so Eric is familiar with the mics and stuff, and uses the terminology and and <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. microphone
3: no. and <laughs>
0: headphones are two of his favorite words. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the first day we get in here, and I was like, "What is this? You call this a, a microphone? Microphone? <laughs> what is this? You're crazy, sorcerer science."
3: <laughs> You have those ear things.
0: (laughs) So uh, after after you lost your dad, were you already in the transition of moving into uh, the Mm -hmm. serving of food, cooking, and how
1: how did that blend in together? Did you end up doing home health after your dad died? No. Okay.
3: And that was because, it, it, you know, I just, you know, you got to that point to where it's like, you know, later on in life, that's what I was saying. Later on in life, like when I'm close to retirement, I really think I'm going to go back into like a home health field or just be a caregiver, somebody to sit with somebody and talk sure. to. Sure. Let
1: me tell you what later in life what we're going to work on cuz we're always looking at research. Things like CBD have been shown to improve ALS certain peptides like BPC 157 in mice has been shown we're going to we're going to make sure that by the time that you choose to do that, you're part of the cure and not just that. not just you know being a helping out in the end. Right. We wanna we wanna stop this process. However right. we do it. And if we do it through diet, which we're gonna get into here shortly, if we do it through biohacking, peptides, subscription box where you make sure that you're on the right supplements, all kinds right. of stuff. But this is this is part of my journey. That's what I wanna do.
3: Oh no, nah. I I I'm with it. I'm with it all day long. You
1: know, yeah. That's... So
3: after your dad died, how'd
1: you get into just like Eric asked? Yeah.
3: Um, I was actually um I just started Back at the bar, I was uh, working at a bar. My best friend, uh, we were living together. And he's the uh, kitchen manager of a small bar in Allen. And he was like, I really need a night cook. I know you know your stuff. Come in here, dude. Just I'll put you on. Just go. So I was like, sure. So the, my first night, he's like, come in. There's the flat top. There's the stove. All your stuff's down there. The rest of the stuff's in the walk-in. Have a good night.
1: <laughs> and you've never worked in a formal restaurant yet no no, just, no
3: i know i've been in formal restaurants but like not like i've just i've never just been thrown in somewhere not trained not anything here's the menu here's the stuff have a good night
1: chef no, patrick no, wasn't no your what wasn't your executive chef there was he you know because
2: i heard i heard he's notorious for doing that uh i you know i was not a very nice guy back in the early days
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> oh I, a good I, night I completely, <laughs> I completely get it but yeah so that's i mean that's how it started and um the people that ended up buying the bar that we were working at um offered me a job to run one of their other bars kitchens so that's where that's right in the transition of when my dad died mm. but um like through all that I I went through like a slight like depression and like hardcore alcoholic phase so that kind of um uh, that kind of uh detoured me from actually following that avenue But um, that's
1: not an uncommon reaction, which is why which is why we need to talk about that kind of stuff because that, that, that just, it compounds itself. I mean, when you're trying to self-medicate and the only thing that's legal is alcohol, where if we get to a point where it's like, Hey, if you're out there, if you connect with him on Facebook or if you um, follow us on gut check project, we're going to make sure that we're part of the solution, which is, Hey, I get that this horrible thing happened to you, but we also know. That if we can do some low dose psilocybin, if we can get you on some CBD, right? We, I can show you the chemicals in your brain that are causing you to feel this way, and how we can get you back balance. to balance. Yeah, balance. That's exactly. the
3: key. Yeah, and see, that's that's what happened. I went, I went full cell left, you know, but I brought myself back, you know, just like basically just ment like mentally, you know, just. I do a lot of meditation, self meditation. Yes, like I do. I do a lot of self meditation. I do a lot of going to a quiet place and sitting and listening to like, like the real music. You know what I'm saying? Like if you go to nature and you sit back and just listen. Earthing. Yeah, yeah. Earthing. Exactly. I ended up getting a job at Pluckers. Pluckers. Yeah, Pluckers Wing Bar, (laughs) and I ended up being the kitchen manager at a certain point uh, at Plano. Oh. Uh, Parker and oh, yeah. we know it well. It's In the same parking, parking lot, lot
1: is where Eric and I work at our surgery center.
3: There, are you you work at right <laughs> right the surgery. surgery I worked there for like two years. To the
0: not, right next to the Stacy's Furniture. Yeah, yes. that me. is
3: that, Yeah, that's yeah. my play. That was the pluckers. Yeah, it
1: was not uncommon for us to when we had a little break. We've been really busy the last couple of years, but there was a period there where we could find a little lunch time, and we would go and have the salad, right, um, dressing on the side, and grilled chicken. Girl chicken, it, yeah?
3: It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Blackers, I mean, and they, that's what the, that's the thing was. I just I really went there because they paid well. But it was a great experience. It's a great kitchen experience. Because, I mean, yeah, you know, they, all they had was wings, you know, just a few other things. Did you ever get
1: your pitcher up there eating the most super hot wings? No, I never
3: did any of that. Never ate there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: a huge proponent of Pluckers because they pay well. And that's
3: pretty much exactly <laughs> what it was. I mean, like, you know, eat wings from time to time. I never ate anything. I never ate anything from there. Or i do, like, a salad at the end of the night. but just take everything that's left over and throw it into a to-go thing and take it home. You know what I'm saying? But I never, like, ate any of the actual food that was, like, prepared, prepared. It'd just be, like, a couple dry wings, and I'd get home and throw some, like, seasoning salt or something All on right, it. All right.
1: So we're at a bar, but then we go to Pluckers. Yep. Then where do you go?
3: And then, um... That's when I went to Boston. After Pluckers, I went to Boston, and um, I was at a Mexican food restaurant in Boston.
1: So this is this is legitimately it was latchkey kid to career is how this thing happened after after your dad
3: died. Yeah, I chose I chose food. So I was trying trying I was been trying to find my home, you know. So that was my next step. I get to I get to Boston, and I worked at Margaritas and. Um, It was actually in Medford, uh, just right outside of Boston. Um, The margaritas I worked at, though, was horrible. Like, it was like, you know, I came in as assistant kitchen manager. Place was just, you know, I'm a transplant from Texas. They all called me Tex because, you know, I mean, (laughs) to me, I don't have an accent. But when I go up there, they're like, you're saying y'all and you're doing like this. I mean, apparently they think I sound like this up there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, whatever. So they all used to call me Texas or, hey, Tex. And, um. So I whipped it. I whipped it into shape for for what I could do because those guys were up there just hating their jobs. They were just hating everything, and I was like, trying to make things more fun, more more suitable to work in because it was a t- horribly dirty kitchen. Like it oh, was wow. just, it was just not up to par. Is this
1: when you started to gain weight?
3: Yeah, that's when like I, that was. It was just stress. Like I started really gaining weight like after my dad died, and I think that was just more of like stress eating and. You know, what I'm saying trying to find my way, not barely being happy. I was. Well, we've talked about
1: that with Chef Patrick, who's had a whole career of this. I mean, the Mm -hmm. the life of a chef, I mean, from the outside. So now we're going to eventually get to the place where you're at, which is what I'm really intrigued about, which is cooking healthy food for healthy people. But the life of a chef is brutal. I mean, Chef Patrick's talked about this. He's had a whole career in different places, different countries.
2: Yeah, though 32 years of being in a kitchen. And, you know, typically you walk in a kitchen, you see a chef eating something off of a plate in four bites over a trash can so they don't make a mess, don't get their clothes dirty, and then you jump right back in. Heard. Uh, there is no downtime. It's, Heard that. Yeah, and there's a lot of, um, a lot of uh, meals that are skipped. You oh, eat yeah. late at night. Yeah. Excessive consumption of alcohol. It's just, it's a, it's a crazy industry. It is a absolutely unhealthy.
1: Yeah, it is super. Um, the, the chefs that I met, it's, I mean, quite honestly, it's like, it's like being an artist. They're kind of extreme in their personalities. If you have the what? guts, no, we're
2: not. <laughs> if you have
1: the guts to be a chef, well, I mean, come on, I'm a butt doctor. I'm extreme in my personality, <laughs> also. I mean, I'm not. I'm not throwing stones. I'm. Mean, uh, you're <laughs> and, you're a true explorer. Yeah, yeah is it true? <laughs> I'm just saying that 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 I've always admired chefs. I like I like to cook. I like to try to cook. I like to do stuff. But then when I sit there and talk to my friends that are chefs, and I'm like, I'm like, you had what a burger at two a.m.? He's like, yeah, I had to close yeah. the kitchen down.
3: Just and, drank some true moo and ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, is that, that the I'm stuff saying? you?
1: <laughs> All right, which one? Oh, no, no. Eric, the, the, the the to, chocolate not, milk chugs. Not to interrupt, but Eric's yeah. super into health, and, yeah. and he, he you know works out CrossFit and he does Paleo and everything. He sent me this picture of a chubby version of Eric when his kids were like really little, <laughs> yeah. And he was holding like a yoo-hoo, and <laughs> I, I, was, I was
0: holding a uh, chocolate milk chug yeah. <laughs> from, uh, from 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 Gandy's, which is a uh, milk producer out west. Yeah, nice. I, yeah. I, that and. Uh, chocolate ding-dongs and uh, and uh, fried apple pies were were kind of my uh, my go-to food back in the stressful which,
1: days which wow. is i mean just because he was doing the same thing he was traveling a lot he was doing that um i've tried to my problem with food is is that i'm a uh a, a deep diver or if i'm going to try and go keto i'll go keto if i'll do paleo i'll do whatever and so then i end up dabbling a little bit and not really anyways it's,
3: it's you, My, basically, you basically convince yourself that you're doing it, but yes. you know, you're like, yeah, I'm doing it. Well, I, this was keto, but paleo just sounds great. I just ate some pork rinds, but I'm going to put a piece of steak on it. Yeah, That's so I get, exactly I get it. Exactly
1: it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm keto right now, but oh, wow, uh, that looks good. Yeah, yeah. whatever that Did is. Did you say that was gluten-free yeah, pizza? Yeah,
3: yeah. A, oh, is that a salad? Yes. No, no dressing, please. Put a steak on it. Um, yeah, no, I completely get it. But, yeah, okay, so jumping from margaritas, this is where it started. Um, I actually started losing weight uh, once I left margaritas because our our store was closing. They were like, it just can't be brought back. And they were like, everybody can move to the one that's over in Revere, which is, like, so far from where I lived. And I was like, there's no way. So I started looking, um, started going through, uh, like, Craigslist and stuff like that. And there was this place called Macro-Mediterranean.
0: Okay, in and, Boston. Yeah,
3: in Boston. Sounds um good. They, they're based out. they're based out of Spain. And um it's all vegan. Had no idea. I went in for the interview and it's all vegan and it's all in the internet shipping company. So n- there's no deliveries, nobody comes and picks up their food. It's all pre-manufactured meal prep and sent out. And um that's when I really like a
1: like a blue apron type thing kinda, like shows up at your house.
3: Kinda, yeah. Straight up like people order. So like say you want like a week's worth of whatever they'll they plan out their meals for the day. So when the order comes in, we know how to put this many of this in there, this many of this in there, this many of this. Pack it up, ship it out. FedEx comes. We've got, you know, 100 orders a week or whatever. It can't
1: um, be cheap. Yeah, well. It's not.
3: Um <laughs> it, it wasn't it's not it's not fairly I mean, but it's more package pricing than um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you said, like you get, you know, one fifty seven, you get, you know, box a month. So it'd be like, you know, two hundred bucks, you get meal prep every day for a month. You okay. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So but it's it's based on a lot of soups, a lot of uh tofu, a lot of um um just like super vegan ingredients, quinoa, uh a lot of stuff like that. But that's what really versed me in like the ve- vegan side of of food, and I really loved it. I really ate a lot of the stuff that we had, and I was like, man, who knew that like you know just like stuff that's good for you actually can taste good because you know it's just everybody's thought in their mind is like that's good for you. It cannot taste good, like you know what I'm saying if I if I was gave you if I said this is quinoa uh, cream corn, it's completely vegan, and you looked at it and you see the red quinoa and you see the cream corn and you're just like whatever, but you taste it, you would be like, oh. You just lose your mind, and that's how I was. Like that's what I'm saying. That was my transition. When I came back to Boston, I mean, like we had like some issues. <sighs> um, me and my uh, me and my well, wife now we had some issues, so I went away for a while, you know. And oh, like, is that why you moved to Boston? Yeah, and then just I take keep, a little break. Just take a break. Well, I had some work to do up there too. I uh, I do like some house restoration. I source like, um, like restoration stuff, like like literal like. Old glass, old wood.
1: Oh, that's why you're commenting on the furniture here.
3: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm always, I'm always about looking for like, you know, like it's just my eye. I look at it like the, the remodel. That was the first thing I said to Devin when we were walking up the stairs. I said, "Man, from the outside of this building, you couldn't walk in and think that it looks like this." And I was like, "Look at this remodel!" And like, that's just me. That's like my eye. Like I said, I dip my finger in a little bit of everything. But so I went up there for that, and then of course you know I'm always gonna cook. I'm always cooking. If I have a job, I'm always gonna cook somewhere. It doesn't matter. If I have a job like right now, you know I'm 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 a chef, but at the same time I'm dad. So you know my job right now is being dad, helping out as much as I can. My wife is about to have a baby. I gotta be there, so I'm busting my butt doing that. But I'm being dad right now. So what does she do? Um, she's a uh, preschool teacher.
1: No, no. When does she do? Oh,
3: when does she do? September 17th.
1: Oh. So, nice. Yeah. Yes. That's what Congratulations. What pregnant, well, shout out pregnant. to her pregnant. for letting you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: We're in the middle of a move right now, too. Like, I literally sweated through all my clothes last night trying to get all the boxes. We're just moving, like, down the, like, literally down the, the but, but. Three breezeways down, just to a bigger apartment. But <laughs> I'm like, move out of the way. I'm like, babe, sit down and start taping up boxes. I'm like, fu, 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 fu. <laughs> Like seriously,
1: I gotta... you ran it like a prep line. Seriously, I
3: like it. I just took everything downstairs and then took the dolly and then just like stacked as many boxes as I could. Took them to the truck and then just did the process over. Stacked up all the boxes back at the bottom and then just took them all back upstairs the other. One. So it's from downstairs like upstairs to upstairs. <laughs> so I was just I was dying She's like Do you need some water? I'm like I need everything I'm just like Shh. So But yeah So but that's how That's what happened So I came home um, Like I was telling you I, I helped out a buddy Working at Smashburger And then I went back to the bar Cause I just needed a job immediately When I got back You know are a hustler I yeah. love it I, I, gotta, I gotta work I gotta get that money yeah. I got to I got a family I got to So I was working two jobs And then I just got tired of it dude
1: so let's talk about that working two jobs one of the things that we always talk about is how stress affects your body how lack of sleep affects your body how eating processed foods affects your body yep. but when you're doing that and you're doing it for other people you're the last person that you think of and you don't yep. think like that
0: well it's also kind of crazy because the foods that you end up turning to after you're doing all of that unfortunately just perpetuate that cycle yeah. because if you're not eating healthy and you already don't you're not putting in that thought for yourself and you still turn to that lesser food. Unfortunately, you're just compounding what's kind of already in, in, in progress, which is this perpetuating inflammation.
1: Well, we did, we did a show where you talked about the airline food. Oh yeah. Where they, they know how to uh, put in extra salt and sugar because you have less taste when you're up Up there. there. Yeah. When your cortisol levels are up. So if you don't sleep well, your cortisol goes up, and you have a natural propensity to find um, easily to digest high-calorie foods mm, because right. your body's trying to tell you you're in a fight or flight. Right. So, in evolutionary standards, that would that would make you survive. Right. But now the stress never goes away. You you didn't just run from a saber tooth tiger, and now you get to eat. You know, yeah. whatever Cheeto burger, Cheeto oh, Kentucky Fried right. Chicken.
3: Seriously, I said, did we say that? I said don't talk about that? We're not talking <laughs> about that. Oh no, that's just that shouldn't even be a thing. So were you were
1: you able to sleep and stuff when you were working yeah, these two well, jobs as a chef? It, it
3: was it wasn't so much that it was um it was like like you said like the unhealthy eating like I could feel what I was eating. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, and especially like but like you know, and with that you know what I'm saying there was still like you know some some you know drinking. And and stuff like that because you know you want to go to sleep so you might, yeah you gotta you wind wanna, down yeah, you want to wind so. down and you want to you want to make sure you go to sleep but you you know you only maybe only ate once that day so you know all that alcohol is already just gonna hit you and it's gonna tear you all the way in half and then you're gonna be dehydrated then you gotta try to hydrate all day but you know you gotta go to work and then you gotta you know what I'm saying and then you got you know you got your your wife yelling in your ear that I don't ever get to see you anymore and you know it's all this daddy where you been I'm always asleep when you get home
1: and, and then yeah so I saying that and just being honest about it that you don't have to be a chef working two jobs this no. is most of america it's anybody. yeah i mean when i drive so we're you know i live in plano and i you know yeah. you can see the drives yeah it's it's long i come early to work out at the gym right. so it takes me like 25 minutes to get to Colleyville, which i'm like 90 percent of the way here it takes me another 20, 25 minutes at 7 30 to come over here and i'm looking around i'm like people do this every single day yeah people are spending and then we did an episode where we discussed sitting and how dangerous just sitting is. Yeah. Right. And sitting, but people don't realize, oh, well, I, you know, I go to work and I sit a little bit. No, no, no. You drove an hour and a half I to, have work. to work. Yeah. You know, and this isn't, this is Dallas, which isn't
3: that bad. Atlanta, Houston, LA. LA. No. I think that's just a
0: rite of passage. I think it's just how they live.
3: Yeah, like, seriously, I've never, I couldn't imagine sitting four hours in traffic just to get to work. Like, you I got to leave at 3 a.m. to be at work at 7. You're so like, there's,
1: yeah, think about that. Now, what you just said is the same stuff, because all of us have to balance work life. Right. But you're right. You're trying to provide for your family. Your now wife is going, hey, you're never around. Right. Your kids are like, you know, daddy, I want to I wanna hang out. And you're just like, man, I am exhausted. I'm tired. and. Yeah mortgage is due yeah. this is due it's then this is why as a society we're we're really struggling and the ability for you to stop and say you know what now i'm at a point in my life where i'm going to meditate yeah i'm going to be in a different place
3: i did i was just like i'm done with this i did i just left i just left i didn't i didn't like to be completely honest just straight up and down honesty no two weeks notice no nothing i just stopped going I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it anymore.
0: It's hard to rationalize the the obligations that you know you have to do versus the things that you wish that you could just do. More family time, more time with the kids. And in the back of your mind, you still know that if you don't take care of the X, Y, and Z, even though that's not what you really want to do, that's actually what is providing the shelter, the food, the access, the ability, the ability for them to grow and develop. It's a hard balance, and I think it's only getting it's only be compounding now. Yeah,
1: the only person that really pulled that off well was Willie Nelson by not paying taxes for like 40 years and just didn't care.
0: That was the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, stop paying taxes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I That's mean he's, <laughs> he, was, he was somebody that <laughs> just, <the> way. <laughs> just smoked weed and played played his guitar. Yeah, he <laughs> was like, I don't care and then when they
3: asked him for it, he said, I ain't got it. Like, you know what I'm saying?
0: So about? a message to all of the listeners is uh, if you hear examples of Willie Nelson or Keith Richards, take that all with a grain of salt. Yeah. Then, well,
1: then. Again, we can sit there and throw in Wesley Snipes that yeah. tried that. Also said, "No, you're going to jail." Yeah, they got him.
3: They got him. You should have. You should have paid taxes on that blade money. Um, blade all right. Money. So, how did
1: you? Now, the thing that we're going to talk about is this kick-ass restaurant that you're at now. Yeah,
3: Flower Child. Flower like, Child. Yeah, I call. I call all my people my flowchos. I'm like, "What's up, flowchos?" Nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, um, I've I've been with them for a while now. Was, well, the new store since it opened. Um, it's been open probably like four. We're at Preston Royal. Did you, um, right did you come Dallas. on as a chef? No, I came on as line cook. Wow. And that's what I'm saying. I'm still in transition to uh, to get like to be Susu. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm. I'm shift lead, trainer, new restaurant, opener, you know what I'm saying, and and sue sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But it's still going to take some training because I'm going to have to go to other stores and do this. So it's, gotta, it's about getting all your certs. I have to be certified, like, truly with everything. But with the new restaurants opening so fast, that's why they're like, dude, we everybody's got to get this right now because we're going to need all y'all to step up when other people leave.
1: What do you think makes it so successful that this restaurant is expanding so rapidly?
3: It's the food, dude. It's the food. It's the atmosphere, too, though. When you come in, everybody's like, hey! Like, when you come in, everybody's going to be the nicest, coolest person in the world to you. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, we're going to get. Like, if you bring your son in with you and he's like, dad, I wonder if they got mangoes. I'm like, nah, we don't have mangoes, but Tom Thumb's right here. We can go get you one. Oh, really? Yeah, we've had kids. We've gone and got them Cocoa Puffs. We've gone and got them, you know, a- Adam. No, don't yeah. do that. Don't I do know, that. I know, but I'm saying though, you know, for a parent, they the parent might be vegan, but, you know, their kids might want Cocoa Puffs. But, like, we're going to make everything to where it's at. And then, like, uh, we have another thing where it's Where's Waldo? So the kids always come in looking for Waldo. We have a little Waldo. Oh, And you we do, do where, Where's Waldo? They hide it, and the kids will come in looking for Waldo. So it's cool.
1: I'm going to buy you a uh, red and white striped sweater sure so right. you can be Waldo <laughs> one day.
0: You know what you're describing, though, and what sounds really cool to me is this is well beyond just eating. and It's well beyond food education, kind of like what you talked about uh, previously huh. describing Flower Child. But what they're really delivering, which is where well, I think things are going to start going – it's an experience. Yeah. So people go in somewhere and it's not, Oh, we stopped in here for, for lunch. No, we made a day of it. We enjoyed our time at flower child and you will too, the next time that we go.
1: Yeah. So a uh, chef, chef Patrick, one of the, one of our favorite restaurants mm-hmm. that me and my family go to is a place called Yama. It's a Japanese restaurant, traditional oh, Japanese. And when you walk in all the, the, the cooks and everything, they say something. It's like, yeah, say, or something
2: It's irashiamase.
1: Irashiamase.
2: it's welcome. Oh. Irashiamase means to to come in. So irashiamase is like, welcome. And then when you leave, everybody turns it, arigatou gozaimashita, right? Yeah. Thank, yeah, Thank you for coming.
1: So that, uh, it is very similar to that, where yeah. you know everybody, I mean, the, it's showing my age, but yeah, everybody knows your name kind of thing. <laughs> but when you walk yeah. in and you realize that you're there, they're there to enjoy the experience with you, Very different than, I don't whatever chain you want to choose, you know where it's just not there. But so what? What I really like is that you can do what you said earlier, where you did not feel comfortable serving the food that you would not eat. Right now, you're doing something totally different. You're changing mentality. You're educating. You're becoming an educator, which is really cool.
0: Heck yeah! That way, that they continue to not only enjoy the food that they eat there, but they probably. Before they know it, begin to start feel good themselves.
3: Yeah, I mean, we have we as as far as that goes as well. We have standards. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's still that to that point. Like, if I'm making a plate for somebody and there's something on it that I don't feel that, that I should even put out, I'm not going to. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And we have a lot of people that like that truly don't. They'll modify something and they truly don't understand about certain things or certain things. We're smart enough to know. If somebody says, I want quinoa uh, quinoa cream corn with no yogurt, that means they probably have a dairy allergy. So with that, if I put that on there, I'm not going to sprinkle Parmesan cheese on top of it and Parmesan cheese on top of, you know, whatever. I'm going to put everything on the side and stuff like that. But it's like you get to know your customers. You get to know the people that come in. Our, Our guests, I'll say, not customers, because they really are our guests. They come in. I've never seen happier people sitting down at a table and eating. And we have a lot of communal um eating as well like our tables it might be two people that don't even know each other sitting at one end of the table and the other people sitting at the other end of the table like you know I love of, restaurants yeah. like that I do too. so there's a lot of communal eating and you know it's it's I really just love it man I mean that's that's what Flower child's about dude it's 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 love you know so you you, know? S-
0: you said something earlier before we started the show that in your mind what you would like to do in the future or where you see things going with restaurants uh, to kind of beyond Beyond the the diet that we adhere to, but really kind of regionally fall within the seasons of the foods yeah, seasonal. and kind of return back to what's native. We were talking about at the very top of the show about native grasses. Don't don't poison your lawns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What Brandon was talking about uh, was we want to have a restaurant that serves the foods that should should be eaten at this time right. of year. So yeah, kind of
3: seasonal nutrition like um like, I was just, you know, we were kind of reviewing that article, and we were just talking about it. And I was like, wow, it's so cool that, like you were saying, you want berries. You love berries. Okay, well, in the summertime, you know what I'm saying, that's the time to eat your berries. Right. Your berry that's when they're in season, that's the summer. But, you know, when fall comes around, that's when it's going to be more of your nuts and, and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. And, like, um, yams and, you know, the, the warmer climate stuff that, that's finally growing through the end of the summer. Sure. And, there's you know, it, it goes to... With eating those things, it helps you build up immunities to a lot of allergies that you can have if you didn't eat those things.
1: I, you yeah. know, that is something about seasonally I've never thought about. Right. Is that so many people develop sensitivities to food, mm-hmm. and is it possible that they're develop- developing it because they eat it year round?
3: Yeah, it's got to be something. It's got to be something like that. They're not. They're not eating the types of. You see what I'm saying? Like that's when. I, that's when I was getting into like a lot of stuff is GMO. You know what I'm saying? And you're not going to get a, like, you know, if a, if a strawberry bl- is supposed to be grown in the summer, you're not going to get no strawberry in the winter and think that it's going to be the same strawberry that you got in the summer. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's, that's what I mean. It's, it's, I think regionally, that's what I'm saying. It has to be sourced regionally as well. Not just like that's when I was getting onto the, uh, the mushrooms, when I was uh-huh. saying the Midwest is a really big mushroom area, Right. but there's only a certain time that you can get certain types of mushrooms. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you just, you're you're chicken in the woods or you get, you know, shiitakes or whatever, but out of season, they might not, you might actually get an allergy because you're eating it out of season.
1: Oh, that is, remember when um, we had Cooper on Mm -hmm. and we were talking about mushrooms and he was describing the cap and when you take it off during certain times, you put it on there, it'll have its spores and all this stuff. That is a very good point. Maybe you eat it too soon, too late. The it has a completely different immunogenic effect, meaning right. that your body will react to it differently. Just like you talked about oranges. We eat these yeah. oranges that are huge. But how should we be eating oranges?
3: Oranges. Oranges should be wax free. They should be almost a green or greener color. Like, I mean, for a real like a real orange off of a tree, if you're going to look at an organic orange and then when you open it up, the the inside of it should be almost like a uh, like closer to like a pink than like a bright yellow or you know what i'm saying but like you know blood orange is of course red um but you know what i'm saying you get these bright orange shiny oranges and you know that it's just like what it is well they've
1: done like they've they've actually done psychological tests for supermarkets where the it's you pick your fruit based on the beauty of it and that's how come they arrange it in certain ways and even if it's like the less shiny apple We'll just go to waste. And then that ends up being in that whole try and sell, you know.
3: And that was probably a farm raised. It's probably the best apple. Apple (laughs) by hand that made it into the store, not ran through wax, you know. So it's 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 like that. though. But yeah, that's what I'm about.
1: So. All right. Let's fast forward. You can have everything that you want. Where are you with this whole scene?
3: I'm right now I'm just I'm I'm happy where I'm at. I'm you know hoping to move forward, hoping to like maybe do some openings, like you know, see see the expansion of this company, but I mean, by the end, you know, when I get hopefully my executive chef status, I can work on doing my, you know, being a restaurant tour, being being able to start to you know really follow what I want to follow. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning I'm learning the staples. Now I want to be able to put everything I've learned into what I really feel like people would want and need.
1: Want and need. So what you're saying, you're no different than a doctor. Right. You can change lives.
3: I hope I can. I hope I I can. I know I will. Chefs can
1: make a huge difference in people's lives. And I think that having that attitude is going to be amazing. I think there's a movement going on right now with restaurants like Flower Child, which are not only having a great environment, but they're educating. And you have people like you getting on shows, talking, So I want to thank the restaurant for letting you come over here. I want to thank your pregnant wife for letting you come over here, (laughs) which is right? (laughs) Right.
3: Yeah. Thank you, baby. (laughs) That's right.
0: Well, Brandon, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, This has been uh, Gut Check Project, Episode 17. Be sure to like and share and check us out at gutcheckproject.com where you can connect with us and let us know that you've liked and shared to win your own Autron Teal and KBD CBD. We will see you next week. Boop. Awesome show, guys. When you drive with Uber, what moves you moves us. That's why we're providing new drivers with a one-time earnings guarantee offer to help them plan ahead.
3: What moves me? We're expecting our first kid soon, and I'm just trying to plan ahead uh, so I can give them whatever they need.
0: Uber, what moves you moves us. Earn at least twenty-seven hundred dollars for your first four hundred trips in Washington D.C. Guaranteed. Drive with us at uber.com/slash-drive. Guarantee earnings offers are for a limited time only and vary by city. Additional terms apply. Experiences driving with Uber may vary.